This is Tekken Lore-Fi. The Tekken Lore and Lo-Fi mashup you never knew you needed. And this is our final part of a four-part series on Kazuya Mishima, his relationship. In case you're new to the podcast, each character gets a four-part series dedicated to them. For the relationship episode, we explore a relationship this character has with someone else in the Tekken universe, generally one that is lesser known. An example of this would be our episode on Heiachi's relationship with Nina Williams. When we look at a character's relationship with another character, we explore how their paths intersected each other, how that impacts Tekken lore, and how we utilized elements of that relationship in our story episode. There are a few ways we could have gone with this one. In Kazuya's Lorefi story, we touched on his relationships with Heiachi, Katsumi, Lee, Paul, and even Marshall. But at the end of the day, the one I'm still most intrigued by is his relationship with Lee Chaolan, his adopted brother. How would it feel coming home after basically an attempted murder at the hands of your father, only to see he adopted another child because he still thought you weren't strong enough? How would those emotions affect your relationship with that adopted brother? How can some of those themes explain the lore of both characters. That's exactly what I'm setting out to explore in this episode. So let's get into it. The Adoption of Li Chaolan In Tekken 1, we are introduced to a really heartbreaking backstory. Li Chaolan may be one of the more tragic characters in the series despite how much wealth he is able to amass over the course of his life. As a young child, Li's parents died, and he was left to wander the streets of his hometown in China. We don't know a lot about those days in his life, but Heiachi noticed he was a standout fighter when visiting China. We can extrapolate from this description of how Heiachi first discovered Li. The first is when in the timeline this happened. Li is one year younger than Kazuya, Kazuya was thrown off the cliff by Heiachi at the age of five. If Lee is already an exemplary fighter, that means that it is likely he is beyond the age of four when he gets adopted. This also means Kazuya has already returned home after his attempted murder. Going beyond this, Heiachi is on this trip after he seized control of the Mishima Zaibatsu from Jinpachi, his father. So he's going to China as the boss of the Zaibatsu. In my estimation, I would put Lee's age right around seven to 10 years old. From the Tekken 1 description, Lee is referred to as a skilled scrapper with reflexes that were amazing for a boy of his age. I can easily imagine several years of living on the street, having to fight and defend himself in order to refine his abilities enough to stand out to Heiachi. Heiachi taking him in as a son would have likely been seen as a huge blessing to a young Lee who had to scrap for his survival every day. With Heiachi as his father, he was brought to the Mishima estate. He was taught Mishima-style karate, and he lived in relative luxury. Sounds like a wonderful situation, right? Wrong. He really was just a tool Heiachi was using in order to be a thorn in the side of Kazuya and see if he could bring out the best and worst in Kazuya. Lee, the young prodigy, 
was just cannon fodder for the sadistic father-son relationship between Heiachi and Kazuya. But in reality, Lee was a formidable opponent. We have yet to see the end of this sibling rivalry between Kazuya and Lee. Or should I say, the cold-blooded son versus the silver-haired demon. A less than warm reception. Speaking of sibling rivalry, there are many parts to every story. We mainly saw the adoption of Lee through the eyes of Heiachi during the Tekken series, but Kazuya's perspective is far more intriguing to me. Not to get overly religious, but there's a story in the Bible called the Prodigal Son. It has to do with two brothers. The older one does all the right things and is responsible as he goes about his business. The younger is free-spirited, but impatient and undisciplined. He demands the money his father would have given him as an inheritance were his father to die. But he wants it now. He goes out, wastes all of the money, has to eat food that is generally reserved for farm animals, and then comes begging the father to let him back. The father welcomes him back with open arms and prepares a feast. Many people consider this a story about the power of forgiveness. And that is definitely one way to look at it. But the injustice of the situation also plants seeds of jealousy and resentment in the heart of the older brother. Now, Heiachi is no loving father. Kazuya is not some older brother that does everything right. And Lee never ran away from home. But in the same way that I find the story of the older brother way more compelling in The Prodigal Son, I also find Kazuya's perspective far more compelling than Heiachi's and maybe even Lee's. To put things in proper perspective, Kazuya has seen his mother murdered at the hands of his father. He's seen his grandfather murdered and the Mishima Zaibatsu taken over by his father. He's been thrown off a mountain by his father. He comes back to be taught martial arts from his father while having to suffer physical, emotional, and verbal abuse. And now he sees some outsider being adopted by his father with the specific intention of training Lee to defeat him, all while having to control the newly discovered devil gene and biding his time to enact revenge on Heiachi. The relationship between Lee and Kazuya was doomed from the very start, and neither of them are to blame. The amount of damage Heiachi brought into the world is unparalleled, and honestly one of the reasons I find it hard to have any sort of sympathy for him, despite Tekken 7's best intentions to get us to find some sort of humanity in Heiachi. Jinpachi was already described as the most honorable Mishima in the game, so I really don't have sympathy for Heiachi. I do have sympathy for Kazuya, and definitely a lot of sympathy for Lee. The two were trained side by side throughout their childhood. They fought each other over and over again, and their skills are described as being extremely close in the game. That's why, when we fast forward to Tekken 1 and the first King of Iron Fist tournament, Lee is so devastated when he loses to Kazuya in the semifinals. He had every expectation of winning that day, but of course, it would be Kazuya who ultimately won the battle and went on to almost kill Heiachi. But that wouldn't be the end of Lee's and Kazuya's story.
picking sides. Lee retreated to the mountains after losing in the first tournament. He trained in solitude in order to get the better of Kazuya in the second tournament, but an unexpected consequence of this kind of training was losing the precision he had gained training every day under Heiachi and against Kazuya. As the days between tournaments increased, so did the gap between Kazuya and Lee. That is, until Jinpachi's old friend Wang Jinrei came to the rescue. It is likely that Wang Jinrei and Li had a relationship as Wang remained at the Mishima estate even after Jinpachi was imprisoned. He also would have had a relationship with Kazuya, but I do think he sided with Li because at the moment, he was a more sympathetic character. Li was able to refine his fighting skills again in time for the second tournament, but he never got the chance to fight Kazuya. Instead, he was easily defeated by Heiachi, who is on his own revenge tour. In a somewhat tragic character arc, Lee is mainly just a side note to the feud between Heiachi and Kazuya, and instead of being elevated in status, Jean Kazuma leapfrogs him and becomes the third party in the family feud. Lee was never blood-related, and in this story he will also most likely never be a major part of the conclusion of this feud. He lost again to Kazuya in the fourth tournament, and really is just a fun piece of the puzzle in the Mishima Zaibatsu versus G Corporation rivalry. He ends up siding with Lars Alexanderson, the half-brother of Kazuya. Lee is a man of resources and extremely high business acumen. His investments supply Lars with all he needs to form his rebel army. And even though he initially fights against Jin, he has nothing against him personally. And he eventually protects Jin from Tekken Force in Tekken 7. Ultimately, he and Kazuya are on paths that never seem able to run parallel, and are always destined to intersect. Their Lorefy Story Relationship When I wrote the story for Kazuya, I wanted it to focus on three key elements. Witnessing his mother die, being trained under his father after being thrown off the cliff, and then getting himself physically ready for his first clash with Heiachi in Tekken 1. I didn't expect to focus so much on his rivalry with Lee, but when I researched his time training under Heiachi, I really couldn't avoid the intrigue of their relationship. Kazuya was on a mission to defeat his father, but he knew he wasn't strong enough, so he waited patiently every day waking up and training, getting closer and closer to having the strength to ultimately throw Heiachi off a cliff. But Lee is no slouch. That's why in their first encounter, I wanted Kazuya to be surprised by Lee's work ethic. I described Kazuya as someone who would wake up early and train even before Heiachi arrived. But the first morning after Lee arrived, Lee was there before Kazuya. I believe that Lee played a significant role in unlocking every ounce of Kazuya's potential. The two were equals early on. Maybe Lee would have even had the slight edge in the beginning. However, there's no denying that the force that was driving Kazuya every day was stronger than the one driving Lee. But that is not to say Lee didn't have a force driving him. He came from so much hardship from such a young age, that if you stack Lee up against almost anyone else, I believe Lee comes out on top. 
It was my deep desire while writing the story to pay respect to Lee. Of course, one day he will get his own four-part series on Tekken Lorefy. But for now, I believe he deserves to be treated well when writing about Kazuya. After all, you can't be called the silver-haired demon if you don't earn it. That's it for our episode on the Lorefy relationship between Kazuya and Lee. If you made it this far, thank you. It's an honor to have you as a listener. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to get updates on future episodes. And make sure to check out the rest of the Kazuya series while you wait for the next character series to drop. From the Lorefy League, get ready for the next battle. <laughs>